0: Welcome to episode 15, part 1. Today we've got a handful of horrifying Halloween homes with our personal history of haunted houses. So slide through that boo-hole and get your prostate checked, because it's time for frightful failures.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Frightful Failures. I am the cool ghoul, Zach Romero. Joining me, as always, is the ghost host with the most TN guignol. The cool ghoul. I stole it from a dead person, by the way. That's definitely a thing. What? Who did you steal uh, that from? Zachary Lee, the, the, uh, the horror host back in the 50s with, like, Vampira. He was called the cool ghoul, and he's fucking dead, oh, and I'm not, oh, so I'm going to steal that and run with wow, it. Wow, okay, all right, fine. I mean, well, who's going to stop you, I guess? And speaking, speaking of who's going to stop us, it's about midway through the unbelievable hellscape that is 2020, and so major corporations like Disney and Funko and plenty of others have decided to hell with it. Who knows what the end of 2020 is going to look like or the fall season. So instead, we're celebrating Halloween now in the mid-year mark. So we here at Frightful Fairies decided we would get in on that and uh, explore our own options. A trip down memory lane for our love of haunted attractions. Yeah, p- Possibly
0: now, my favorite part of Halloween, I would say.
1: True. Very true. I would, I would attest to that. And uh, this is going to be particularly interesting because, um, I don't know about Tien, but for me personally, my memory, especially when it comes to my own life, is dog shit. Do you, and so, do you
0: worry that perhaps that means you're like a clone? Or does that ever, do you ever wake up in a cold sweat and think, maybe I don't remember because I'm not the original Zach?
1: I can only hope. <laughs> to be honest with you. I hope there's a much better looking, more interesting me out there living a really good life. Oh, come uh, on,
0: I'm, buddy. If You're I'm the best thing,
1: if, if I'm the best the clone saga ever got, that's awful. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think friends and family members should take comfort in that that my memory is terrible because that means I will never hold a grudge because I can't goddamn remember. So, got to start taking ginkgo. Anyway, so uh <laughs> what we're going to do here is Tian and I are going to pull back the curtain a little bit, talk about our own lives and, uh, go into the nitty gritty about how and why we got into haunted attractions, uh, share some, some stories, some anecdotal, uh, evidence as to why we are, uh, mentally unwell and, uh, and really dig up some trauma here. So, um, Tien, I want to ask you starting out, um, how far back, what, what is your origin story? What is your starting point for haunted attractions?
0: Well, I definitely remember because uh, I feel like for me, there's two beginnings. There's like, there's Batman Begins and there's like Batman 89 and my Batman 89 was like a What was more than likely terrible church community haunted house that I was taken through when I was way too young, probably five or six, um, that I remember being just a a nightmare. Uh, I I believe I recall the first room was someone selling body parts over the counter and then starting into the next room was like a vampire in a coffin and I was like, I'm out, take me out of here. this is and and what's so interesting about those types of memories about experiencing something like that be it a you know a, an old movie or a crappy haunted house or whatever is that from a child's perspective it was like beyond anything with the highest budget that a haunted house has ever done you're imagining like uh, photorealistic body parts everything is just, just
1: room after room of a snuff film basically
0: yeah absolutely so in my mind this was like the highest production value haunted house that has ever been created but in reality i'm certain that it was uh, a curtain from spirit halloween thrown over uh, a picnic table with some <laughs> dollar store body parts on top of it but my goodness was it effective to six-year-old me i gotta say
1: Excellent, excellent. So, if I may, if I can jump in with my own uh, Batman Begins, I don't remember this, but I know that this is accurate. My first haunted attraction experience is 1993. I'm five years old, and there was a yearly haunt called the Hudson Haunted House in Ohio. And I know that I was there when I was five because on Sundays... They have a matinee for kids where you can walk through the haunted attraction with the lights on. So it's sort of, I guess, supposed to be like an introduction to haunted attractions for kids. Like, oh, hey, look, it's fake. It's not real. Like, I think that's the concept. So I don't remember any of this, but there is a Polaroid picture of me at five standing outside the Hudson haunt with like two dudes in like. Sweat outfits and werewolf masks. And uh, and I'm just kind of standing there like, meh. Um, so that's technically my first outing. And in doing research for this episode, I found out that the Hudson Haunt, still active to this day. Still wow. goes from the last weekend in September to the first weekend in November and as a specialty weekend in February. They have a My Bloody Valentine. Oh, man. Valentine's Day weekend. You can go and get the shit scared out of you.
0: That's becoming more and more popular. I think there's... Uh, I Is think it really? I think in Jacksonville, there's a haunt called 13th Floor. If I'm not mistaken, I may be totally wrong. And I know that they opened up not only for the, uh, for uh, Valentine's Day, but also for Christmas. They they brought up like a Krampus and uh, and everything and, and opened it That's up awesome. for Christmas for a little bit. So And
1: I know that in Old Town, in Orlando, they have a year-round haunt now. They do. Yeah, I, that, that, that actually
0: blew blew my mind. I feel like I saw that on Reddit of all places. There's a little tiny haunted attractions subreddit that gets like one post every two months. And somebody (laughs) posted, hey, uh, you know, can't wait till the pandemic is over so we can open up our year round haunt again. And I'm like, where's this located? Orlando? What?! Uh, yeah. Shocked me. I messaged the guy. What? What are you called? I've n- I have I, I thought that the last year-round haunt in Orlando was Skull Kingdom. You remember Skull Kingdom?
1: Oh, my God. I do remember Skull Kingdom. S- I remember driving past that and getting the shit scared out of me. Right, 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 right. Um,
0: they actually, uh, I feel like their story is super sad because uh, they realized, well, this is never going to work. You know, year-round haunt. This was, I mean, back before I feel like there was a haunt on every corner. And so, like, right. early 2000s, late 90s, they're like, okay. Let's turn it into a dinner theater because uh, I don't know what, what we're gonna do
1: with this. Um okay, so I don't but, know. Something about a horror dinner theater really speaks to me. I feel like that could work with the right people. Maybe. Uh the right people though. <laughs> um, um so not to though, get too I've ahead actually, of ourselves. I've yeah. actually purchased something from the old the old town year round haunt. I bought a um a they live mask there. They had like the Really? Um, Halloween Studios the photorealistic one that like fits over your whole head I bought that from them there interesting um, yeah because they have like, a little gift shop that's right. there, that, right, right, that right, you right. get spit out in um but yeah so Hudson haunt I totally want to go back and do it now like I want to go back to Ohio and go run through this old haunted house um so, so that's 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 my origin as, as well don't remember it don't remember anything from it right but I have photo proof. Of me, and I'm five, and there's two sweaty werewolves.
0: So if that's the origin, that's the that's us falling in the well, and the bats fly right. over us or whatever. So now we have to talk about our parents getting shot in an alley, which is the moment in which right. we actually went to a haunted house and decided, well, this has to be a lifestyle now. Um, for me, I believe I was 12 or 13, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I believe uh, my family was to receive a AAA discount for Bush Garden's Hallow Scream. Um, ah. So that was the encouraging factor in which they said, well, hey, you know, you draw a lot of bats and skeletons. Um, so why don't you, uh, why don't, why don't we take you to this event? And I said, well, that sounds lovely. So we went and I, had the absolute hell scared out of me at this event. Um, Wish Gardens, Halloween Scream in, uh, whatever it was, 2002, 2003, something around that. Um, just absolutely knocked my socks off of the fear. I remember very specifically. So we went through a few houses, was terrified. Um, I remember... Even as like a, a middle schooler, that I had such an appreciation for actors that when I really got scared, I would go, "Good job," as they crawled back into their boo hole. Because which is,
1: you're a you're a giant simp. Yes,
0: I'm, I'm a. Uh, and then I donated to their live stream. As soon,
1: <laughs>
0: I gave them fifty bucks <laughs> Great to their job. OnlyFans.
1: Great. Great job! I peed a little, and here's a donation.
0: Great job, my queen. <laughs> <Ooh-woo>. <laughs> um. So. Um, I remember very specifically that I was so terrified at this event that we went to watch the 4D movie, uh, which I think was still Goosebumps at that time, The Haunted Lighthouse, Um, and uh, as soon as the lights came up after that movie, I just thought to myself in my little 12-year-old brain like, oh god, the event's out there. I'm safe inside this theater and now I gotta go back out there with the chainsaws and the spooky minimum wage people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The spooky teenagers. Oh, God.
0: So, uh, but that said, it, it was the true turning point for me where uh, after that point, the next year I was like, well, I, I got to go back though. And I like won a radio contest by naming all the haunted houses to, to go back out and go to the event because I had developed an obsession. And I, I had to go every year and see what uh, Bush Gardens, Hallow scream was doing. So that, that was the real turning point for me when it came to haunted
1: attractions. For me, the, the again, the, the Batman 89 here, the not true origin, but basically the launching pad, uh, I still was not, the parents were still not taking me to the big stuff yet. Around the same time, this is like 1999-ish, so I'm like probably 11 or 12, and uh, still no Hollow Scream or anything like that. Uh, they took me to, there was a, a haunted woods in like Largo, Florida. Mm. And I don't remember terribly much. I remember that there was, they had built like a little, uh, so there wasn't, um, there, there wasn't like traditional haunted houses that you would go through. It was like there was a haunted hayride um, and then there were like kind of mazes that you would go through in the woods that had like some smaller structures um, built in them. And then booga, booga, booga. Um, I remember that there was like a, basically like a Jason ripoff, that there was like a little cabin, like a camp counselor thing where they had basically just built like little rooms with flats and uh, lots of strobe light and then like guys with chainsaws. I remember that and scaring the hell out of me. But the real thing I remember is waiting in line. We get there. We're waiting in line for what's got to be an hour because it was like you got in to the whole kit and caboodle right. like you there oh, was You guys a long didn't, line you just you guys didn't pay in. for
0: express for the Largo haunted woods
1: right the paying for express back in that day was you know pretend you got you got a broken leg and we'll try to sneak to the front or something like that um <laughs> so we're waiting in line forever and we're like probably second to next in line to go and I look at my dad and I go, dad, I gotta go to the bathroom so bad. Cause I'm, I'm so nervous at this point. Right. I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And my father looked at me and he said, we've been waiting in this line for an hour. You're not fucking going anywhere. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so then we went through and I got the hell scared out of me. And, uh, there's, there's going to be a reoccurring story in my life about how my father is the worst person to go through haunted houses with, um, because he's he's a large man. He's got he's kind of built like a gorilla, and if he's in, if he's behind you in line, and you're leading the pack, he will slowly push you into whatever the danger is. So if there's someone jumping out with a knife, like. blah, 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 blah he'll just slowly just push behind you and just push you toward, so you're like, ah! And then you're like swatting behind you, like, knock it off, stop it. And then if, so then the solution is, aha, we'll just put the abusive man in front of me and then he cannot push me into the danger. You would be wrong because if he's in front of you and you're going through a house and there's anything dangling, if there's like body bags with something heavy, you got to push out of the way or something, he will get in front of it And then he will whip it behind him as hard as he can to (laughs) knock you down while you're trying to make it through this haunted attraction. So, uh, the worst.
0: I, I, I was curious because I feel as if there are actually archetypes for bad haunted house guests. Oh, absolutely. There are the people who think, well, I'm part of the show now. And so they're screaming (sighs) back at the actors. They're, you know, yelling very obnoxious things and... You know, that's, that's probably the worst, but I'd say that, uh, I
1: would say the worst are the, are the, the guys who like take a swing at the scare. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a, they're, they're a delineation of the, the ones that have gotten too into it. Um, I, I have known people who, who have claimed, like, I just got so... Sc- I just... It was reflex entirely. I just... I, I've, I've definitely seen it happen. I've had it happen to me. I mean, th- there are times where people just have a bad reflex to it. And I guess I get that. But also, why would you put yourself in that situation? Like, yeah, I've got PTSD. I've been in the war. <laughs> and I'm just going to go through this uh, war-themed haunted house and... Uh, just see what happens. Just see... Um, oh, I'll see, you know, test the, test the waters. Roll the dice. Now-
1: that being said, my father does have terrible etiquette in terms of going through a hundred attraction. However, my father not blessed with an indoor voice, <laughs> meaning where'd you where where did you get that from? I it's hereditary. Um, meaning, I can guarantee you he is the highlight of certain character actors nights without a doubt. Because uh, there was one attraction we're going through and something jumps out, and my father just goes, Ooh! like, the top of his lungs, and then for the next, like, three rooms, is like, that was a good one, that was a good, He got it. that was a good one. I, he absolutely has to make these fucking people's nights. Like, this <laughs> large, large man shit on himself in public. Way to go. Fan-
0: it. Fantastic to hear about uh, your familial relationships with Haunts, uh, because my two parents have a very, very different relationship with Haunted Houses. My mother loves them. Uh, oh, will join me every year at certain events. Um, she says it's like immersive theater. I, 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 I love, I love that. What a great reaction. Um, I did not put those words in her mouth. I swear to God. Um, and she, uh, she, she will jump. I mean, she, she enjoys, she's, she's nearly the perfect, um, haunt goer, to be honest. My father despises haunted houses biggest vagina in the world will not go to them (laughs) will not go to any of the events that we go to every year we'll stay out of them even if we try to argue like hey you know what if you just like you you don't have to go in every haunted house you could just kind of hang out in the the scare zones which you know to those of you that aren't super familiar with haunted parks are you know designated themed areas within the park um uh, that are uh, not as confined and so you know you'll still get jump scared by actors running around but uh But it's not quite as an uh, oppressive experience as a haunted house. So, hey, just hang out, appreciate the art, you know, like they recreated this great movie or whatever. Nope, not going to do it. The one exception he's ever made were the, the couple times that I've worked in a haunt and he's come there and went through the whole haunted house with his hands over his eyes so he didn't have to look at any of the scaries. And then when he finally got to my room, like, took a picture of me. And that was it. That was... (laughs) That's so
1: interesting. I feel like your dad would just tear down all of the scare actors. They would jump out like, blah! And he'd be like, oh, is this what you're fucking doing with your life? Really? This is it? This is your old aspiration? Great. Yeah, great. That's real great. If he wasn't
0: a giant vaginal orifice about getting scared, then that's probably exactly <laughs> what he would do. But, um, um
1: I did, I, I do want to say you're obviously your, uh, first, uh, remembered experience or, 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 uh, I guess, um, life-changing experience being at Hello scream. I do remember going to Hello scream a few, a few times. I almost worked at hollow scream in college, mm-hmm. um, during the, uh, the audition process when you had to like, you're, you're, they put you behind a uh, a wall that they've built that has like little trap doors and you like, you know, oh, flip open the door and blah, so that you can kind of get a feel for it and they make you do it in different positions and stuff like that. Like, oh, here's Doggy a standing missionary. one, here's one on your... Be- yeah, here's belly, now scare me while you're 69ing. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, That was tricky. Um, So I famously uh, baseball slid into one of like the ground doors. It's like one that's very low to the ground. So like a baseball slid on this big crash pad, burst open the door, the plant walks by and I yell, get your prostate checked. Um, And, and uh, they called me back for that, but I, I had other responsibilities. I couldn't do it um regret that to this day I think that would have been very interesting that's um, one
0: of those long-lasting scares because they're like whoa I that that jump scare me that was a loud voice and also wow I really I have a lot of anxiety right now about uh what's happening getting, I'm getting older bottom. yes I, I have really had, had a you know I I just I have a lot of insecurities about letting another man uh be in that sort of intimate space around me and Wow, that guy, that that actor at Busch Gardens Scream really put some fears in me.
1: Uh, So let's take a moment and really just sort of dissect Scream for a second. So as Tien discussed, um, it is a haunted attraction that is yearly at Busch Gardens Tampa Bay. And uh, so for several months, they completely change up the park and they have, uh, you know, different haunted attractions built in different locations and ooga booga and scare zones and it's real scary and it's a whole extra ticket price and it's a it's it's very spooky
0: to hold back unspeakable horrors gates must be strong secure and locked Bush Gardens Hallow Scream you've never screamed anything like it
1: however they don't have the rights to certain things so they still have to kind of keep things vague in terms of, like, theming for a year. Like, they couldn't do, I don't know, they couldn't do... The
0: biggest, I mean, the things that you've probably seen Haunted Houses of.
1: They couldn't, Nightmare okay, Before they couldn't Eight. do, they couldn't do a theme year for, like, the 90s Bram Stoker Dracula. They couldn't do that. They couldn't have, like, oh, here's, you know, Keanu Reeves and here, What? They couldn't do that. But they could do, like, oh, it's Dracula, and they could just sort of like vaguely have it be dracula mm-hmm. but they can't go oh we 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 spent the money just don't, this don't that's not an option so for what they have in terms of limitations in term in in that front i think they do a great job and i think they've continued to do well it's it's obviously a huge money maker um to put it but in yeah. uh
0: th- there's there's industry terms uh for Kind of with with haunted parks originals and IPs IP stand okay. for intellectual property. Um, that if you're basing a haunted house off of a movie or a video game or TV show or whatever, um, then it's an IP house. Whereas uh, scream I don't think has ever done an IP house. They're entirely originals uh, because again, they they it's I think a lot of it is a money thing. Um, The event is popular for certain. It's one of the more popular uh, haunted events in central Florida for sure, but they've done a lot of things that save them money. For instance, they don't start from scratch every year like some parks do with all of their haunted houses. They keep some of them because they built them in old, closed-down parts of the park that they don't use anymore. There are some of them that they can't. Like, there's one that's always built in the bumper cars, and obviously they gotta, you
1: know... Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, obviously
0: those have to operate still during the day um, and, uh, you know, during the rest of the year. But uh, but some of them, are built, like, in the old butterfly gardens or whatever. Like that, they're gonna leave up, and they're gonna keep it for, honestly... Five to six years, they will keep most of their haunted houses. And originally, when I first started going to Bush Gardens Hollow Scream, I thought this was a great idea because you could tell a continuous story. You could oh, say, true. Hello, welcome to, it was called Escape from Insanity. Welcome to the Insane Asylum haunted house. Here's your establishment. It's a really twisted haunted house where the doctors have very uh insane, the doctors are almost as crazy as the patients. They're torturing them. It's nuts. There's booga poop Booga. Room.
1: I remember the poop room. Yep. Oh yeah. The there's poop like a bathroom and it smells terrible. Yeah. There's a, that.
0: there's a very famous Bush garden scare from escape from insanity that they recreated a lot. Honestly, they realized it was a famous scare where you're walking through a bathroom. First stall, pristine, second stall, clean, a third stall, covered in feces and the toilet is squirting you with water um, that's right i remember that yeah and they've recreated that a few times but um but so escape from insanity so then they do the next year and they're like aha it's called escape from insanity residence revenge and the idea is we've twist the tables the inmates are running the asylum they've escaped um they're torturing the doctors cool that's a very straightforward story. You to totally get that from the little blurb that's on the park map. And then the following year, they call it uh, Escape from Sanity Detainment, and they've brought in the crew from the end of ET, all in hazmat suits, to uh, lock down the asylum, detain the whole asylum, and uh, you know, so it's all completely being flushed out, and they're you know taking care of it. Very very straightforward story. That's a good three year arc. You you probably doesn't even cost that much money to change it out every year. Excellent. That was early 2000s. We're now in an era where Halloween will keep a house and they'll say, "Okay, here's the prison haunted house. Great." Next year they're like, "Well, let's let's theme it like zombies took over the prison." Okay? Like de- decent enough structure, sure. Yeah, that's okay, I guess. So yeah. so what did we change about it? Well, we took some green glow-in-the-dark spray paint and we just wrote infected on some of the walls. And, I mean, that's it. That should get the point across. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I have my grievances with Hallow in the way that they uh, have run their event, and the way that they... Uh, by somewhat no fault of their own, have had their budget cut over the years and so have had to keep things for longer than they should have and not change them enough each year for trying to get return guests, people to come every year. As it stands currently, you could probably go to Stream once every four years and you're going to see everything they've got to offer because everything is everything's going to be kept for a certain number of years. So you're only going to get so much new content over that time span.
1: So, well, uh, let me, let me, let me spin into this here. So other than the, um, the Hudson haunt, the Largo haunted woods, you know, in terms of like independent scares, uh, I really kind of stayed off the beaten path for a long, long time. So before we get to the slightly more modern era, when I kind of jumped back in with both feet, um, I say that talking to a co-host who has like run the gamut of haunts, um, I rarely dunk. I went in the deep end. I went to one spooky thing a year. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about what, in your opinion, what structurally, what makes a good haunt, what makes a bad haunt. Like we're not talking about IPs. We're not talking about you know originality necessarily. Just from from scratch. Here's a blank check. How do you make the best haunt? What are things to avoid in your opinion?
0: So uh, it's all about immersion detail and ingenuity when it comes to a really spectacular haunted house uh, you go into it with a concept that is interesting uh, that is not played out that that isn't what you think is going to be what people would expect with a haunted house I think subverting expectations with a haunted house is really interesting the second part being immersion I think is important in not going the lazy route that a lot of people do of just having the black walls or mm-hmm. garbage bags if you're really in a in a pinch. Because at that point, where are you? Unless the scene calls for suddenly you're in a blackout and and the idea is that you are passing out and awaking in a different place or something like that. It's a transition maybe. There's just no need for that. Um, the idea should be that everything you're putting in that haunted house should make sense for the scene. It should all follow logically and should convey some sort of an idea. I think that, you know, the, the, the problem that independent haunts fall into is that they just think, well, you know, we, we, uh, these make some money, you know, hey, let's raise some a little bit of scratch for the rest of the year. Uh, Just call the neighborhood kids in, tell them just to wear whatever, and uh, we'll just put up some black walls, set up a little maze, and then booga booga. Um, And I think what makes an exceptional haunted house, regardless of the budget you have, is to create an idea and stick with it and tell a story. Like my mother would say, immersive theater. I think that's Mm -hmm. what makes a good haunted house.
1: Excellent. So, um, like I said, before we jump into a modern a slightly more modern uh, walk-through haunts. Um, and are there anything else? Like you mentioned, uh, Hollow Scream is kind of really when it kicked into high gear for you. Um, were there any other independent haunts that you were really kind of looking into there during were few, your more developmental years? There were a
0: few community center haunted houses and, like, home haunts and things where I would either participate in them or go to them and, and be really, uh, really, really obsessed, let's just say. I mean, I'm not going to downplay it and say, like, oh, I was fascinated. No, I was obsessed yeah, pretty with haunted neat, houses, for sure. And... I wanted to know every aspect of them. I mean, even when it came to the early years of Hallow Scream, I was on their website so early. And back when a lot of these bigger haunts would really create an immersive like storytelling experience on their website even where there would be like little interactive things games or, or, or whatever to like was tell saying, the story. That's a very early
1: 2000s kind of gimmick of yeah. like, oh, we're doing
0: viral marketing. Yeah. Right, 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 right. No, it's precisely what it was but it was so effective. I mean I deeply, deeply missed some of these websites for some of these bigger haunts where they would say alright this is how we're going to start to tell you the story of what's happening this year, who these characters are, what's going to happen in these haunted houses, what's the theme What's the icon, and and even to someone that isn't obsessive of or haunts like you or I, would would pick up on that because you would hear people normies. You would you would go up to normies and say like, oh, "Are you gonna go to Hallow Scream this year or whatever?" And they would say, "What's the theme? What's True. the what's the i what's who's the who's the icon?
1: Who's the host? Like who's yeah, what's the, the host? gimmick? Yeah. yeah,
0: what's the gimmick?" and so it became an expectation even for regular old people that aren't obsessing over hey when are we going to buy our you know express tickets for the the haunt, the big haunts this year they would understand what's the theme and so when it got to a point where those sorts of things were put to the wayside and it was more about who could create the biggest scariest most intense experience and the themes and the stories were sort of set aside, you couldn't exactly explain to people like, well, the theme this year is scary and it's a scary event and you got to go to it.
1: Right. The, the theme is a, a little pee is going to come out. That's the <laughs> theme. So, um
0: so yeah, I mean, uh, aside from graduating high school, moving to Tallahassee, and then getting involved with the independent haunt out there, the Terror of Tallahassee, um, that's kind of where that ended for me, and then it became focus on all of the bigger ones.
1: So before we talk about when we kind of cross paths in, in our haunts, um, mm. did, were there any haunts that you remember, like Skull Kingdom, anything else that you remember not getting to go to as a kid that you're like, ah, oh,
0: damn it. I never got to go to Skull Kingdom, um, so that was... I remember
1: um, the... What the hell was it called? The Haunting of Church Street? Something like that. But Church Street Station was like an a off-the-beaten-path kind of touristy trap in Orlando. And they used to do a big haunt there. And I remember seeing commercials for it. I remember seeing, like, pamphlets for it. But I don't know if we ever went to it. I don't remember. I don't think you know, we
0: did. One of my biggest regrets, actually, um, in terms of haunted attractions I didn't experience is when I was pretty young, uh, probably 10 or 11, we went up to the super touristy part of, uh, I'm completely blanking on the name of it, the big Canadian
1: waterfall. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. You uncultured <laughs> swine.
0: What is Viagra Falls?
1: <laughs> we went to uh SeaWorld
0: Waterfall, is that what's, it? uh yeah, what's the big uh the Canada water? I don't know. We Whatever. went to
1: Canada Splash Mountain. We went is to Zephyr together? Hills
0: <laughs> Okay, so Niagara Falls um has is a large tourist trap and they have several <laughs> I don't know if they want to be considered a tourist. It, it no it's, seriously. It's a giant tourist trap. Don't waste dude, your Dude, dude, dude. Are are you kidding? Have you seen what's there currently? They have a WWE themed drop tower with a giant screen on it with WWE superstars saying like, "Come on brother, jump on this thing." While people are trying to enjoy the the beauty and serene majesty of this like natural like wonder of the world.
1: I'm mean, really excited. There's 14 million vi- visitors coming to this city. It is packed out there with thousands and thousands of fans. This is the first time we've ever done something like this, where there's a 220 foot pile driver ride that's gonna go right down in the middle of the WWE Niagara Falls store with unique retail merchandise in there, 4,000 square feet. It looks awesome, this place is great. And I gotta say, I am personally proud to be part in dead square in the middle of Niagara Falls where 16 million people a year can come and enjoy the falls and the wwe store
0: have you been to niagara falls uh in the past couple of years i have been um but actually even in the last couple of years it's really changed a lot it's fantastic how i mean i think it's great for us to be here i mean just the the tourist attraction you know side of it but also just i love that you know it's in canada that's a neat perk for me and i think it's a great chance for us to have our merchandise here they also had a marvel themed park before disney owned it and probably shut that shut down immediately they had a marvel <laughs> like, themed what? park
1: this isn't happening anymore. yeah
0: they had like a uh, an on-ride shooting spider-man game
1: hey you really helped your old pal spider-man thanks to you we restored order and put those villains behind bars but watch out you never know when i might need your help again thanks a lot spider friends
0: they had like an Incredible Hulk golf course, like you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what you. What do you think of when you think of the Incredible Hulk? Obviously, golfing, sinking of so, Yeah. So, uh, and they had a, a, you know Madame Tussauds. I mean, it truly was a tourist trap. And so Amazing. they have a Frankenstein themed haunted house there that is tied into the Burger King next door. So still to this day, I believe this hunt is open, and there's a giant Frankenstein head and set of hands on top of the Burger King, like holding a burger.
1: Universal Studios monsters are on the loose. You can get one toy and glow-in-the-dark sticker inside every Kids Club meal at Burger King
0: come on in and have a burger. Frankenstein's monster says so. There's also a a Dracula-themed haunted house out there as well. And I remember being there and being too scared to go in those haunted houses, and I deeply regret not doing that because it was lovely. But, yeah, it was a really kind of little spooky area. I remember having having dinner there with my family at a little Italian place, and I'm eating chicken parm, and there's an ad for the Wax Museum that is focusing just on the serial killers they've got there. Like, hey, come and check out Jeffrey Dahmer's fridge. And I'm like why is this, this place is so scary, this water place.
1: This is weird.
0: Like, this, canan, this Cananity uh, Sea World.
1: They're like, they're like, TN, it's it's Niagara Falls. Stop calling it water place. <laughs> 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 People are staring. Um, so you mentioned uh, before we get to, uh, if we could take a, a brief aside here, you mentioned Disney uh, shutting some shit down. Um, not scary at all. I have done the Mickey Not So Scary Halloween Party on a couple mm. of occasions now, and I believe you have as well. I, I have, I have as well. I've so waited that, an hour and a half to meet Jack Skellington. Oh, what a waste! What a waste <laughs> of time. Um, so, to anybody who doesn't know, uh, Disney like the money, and so <laughs> the, uh, no one knows that. <laughs> that's a little known, a little known fact for if your first time coming to Disney. Disney like the money. So, uh, during the, uh, fall season, they open the parks for additional time at night and they have different characters walking around in like little Halloween costumes and they have a spooky Halloween parade and isn't it fun and blah, blah, blah. And they also hand out candy. So you basically can like trick or treat throughout the
0: park. It's Halloween time, my frightful
1: fiends.
0: With Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy and the all new world of color. Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort is wicked fun for everyone. Uh, for all the it, stunted man children that love to go to Disney and yes. have annual passes, you get to pay extra money. Extra money. money. Your to... annual pass does not apply. <laughs> yeah.
1: You pay to like go a regular there plebe.
0: And dress up in trick or treat like you're a kid again.
1: Right. Uh, or have a severe case of arrested development. <laughs> now go ride the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. So I've I've gone a couple of times now. Uh, the little known secret for non for tourists from out of town: go in September. Don't go during Halloween time because there's eight trillion people there, and it sucks. Oh,
0: what's amazing to me about Mickey's Not So Scary is that compared to some of the other big Halloween events in Central Florida, which offer so much more content for the additional ticket <laughs> price for for having to truly, even as an annual pass holder, buy a separate ticket for a separately ticketed evening events. What you're getting at Mickey's Not So Scary compared to some of these other events that are like, here's 10 haunted houses and two brand new shows and uh, th- this all new food options and things like that. Disney will say, well, we'll take one new show and uh, some new food options, and well, I mean some meet and greets. You like meet and greets? You like candy? Right. You like to well, wear the, a wear a costume?
1: The, I think the pitch package is, um, you can pay money like a plebe, regardless of what kind of pass you have. Here's maybe a different cupcake than normal. <laughs> here's <laughs> here's here's some bags of generic candy. Uh, hey, come on! They'll give you M and M's. Dress up like an asshole and fuck you. You already paid. We already got your money. That's the that's the spookiest scare of them all. Is fuck you. We already got your money.
0: You know what's kind of insane, actually. Um, so, uh, in terms of Disney Halloween events from around the world, I think it's Beijing. Because yeah, because Shanghai is the newer one. Shanghai is the one with like yes. the amazing Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, Beijing, I believe it is. Uh, did actually have haunted houses. No like, way. They're straight up. You can find video online of an Alice in Wonderland themed haunted house at Disneyland Beijing.
1: That's it's- awesome.
0: Nuts. <laughs> no, don't um, me wrong.
1: The, the reason, just to clarify, the reason why I say go, go in September instead of October is nobody, like the, the regular tourists and like, you know, people who have children, so it would be appropriate to go to this event, want to go during the Halloween season. That totally makes sense. But then you're basically just paying another additional price just to experience the not great elements of Disney. Meaning, oh yeah, I'm waiting in line for everything. This really sucks. I'm shoulder to shoulder and now I have Corona. Right, Exactly. Whereas if you go in September, you've got a better shot at kind of getting your run of the place. Like the first time we went, we went in September and there were very little lines to the point where when we would go on a ride and they had candy waiting for you at the end, they were like two, three handfuls of candy because they were like, we can't roll this candy over. To tomorrow. They're sealed. We unseal them at the start of the night. And whatever we don't get rid of, we have to throw out. So do us a favor, get diabetes and go. So you really get your run of the place. And also there are a couple of rides that have slight variation to them. There was a human being on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And he went, "Yar, I'm a pirate at one point. It was very much worth the price of admission. Yeah,
0: there's some live actors. Uh, They put like a a, you know funny ghost lady outside of the Haunted Mansion to talk to you and crack jokes, and uh, they change up the Monsters Inc. ride a little bit. And then uh, I know in 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 Hollywood they will actually make some legitimate. They turn they turn Space Mountain into oh my god, what's it called? Ghost Galaxy, I believe where they'll turn all of this, they, they basically changed the theme of the ride entirely, where instead of, hey, welcome to space, and like, isn't this a great innovation, like, take a ride around the galaxy, they legitimately developed a whole new storyline where there's an evil, sentient galaxy that wants to kill you, and they changed all of the screens in the ride to be this giant, skeletal, like system of stars and bodies that that like is reaching for you and trying to eat you it's awesome actually
1: so instead of like what it's like nasa your plane is nasa instead it's like hey kids it's called event horizon and here we go watch out for sam neil So, okay, so we've poo-pooed all over Hello Scream. And by
0: the way, by the way, before we
1: uh, edge away from Disney,
0: I don't want anyone to come for this, for my my good co-host, and try and come for his throat, because he said, if you go to Not So Scary in September, it's going to be dead, and you're going to have the run of the place. I believe that, unfortunately, like, within the last year or so, The Secret is out, and now... And now what will happen is they'll literally open Not So Scary it at the end of August. Legitimately, it's now the earliest opening haunted event in Central Florida. Halloween event. There's no haunted houses there. <laughs> Temper your expectations. Um, and it will be shoulder to shoulder at the end of august now is what i understand cool so, i, so hate I believe, everything so i believe the secret is out and that every night will sell out now and you're just screwed and don't go great um so there's your advice from tn
1: yeah i was gonna say that if there if we teach you nothing in this show just just stay home um <laughs> so that's the advice let's talk about when we finally cross paths for spooky scary skeletons So, um, we
0: definitely had cross paths a couple of times, but we had... I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) There were a couple of small things, um, but we had decided that we were going to go to Atlanta in 2017. Um, and part of the trip out there, we were going to a, a convention, a walking dead theme convention, because Zach and I love the walking dead. Um, you know
1: what, you know what they called us there? Oh, a couple of real pussy destroyers this is what they <laughs> called us. <laughs>
0: they did. They did. They said, they said, Oh, are you, are you Negan? Because you you're really cool. Um, that's what they said to us a lot. So They were very um, clever,
1: as you can tell from his they example. Were, they were very yeah, clever. Exactly.
0: They were, yeah. Um, so uh, Atlanta houses one of the biggest haunted houses in the United States uh, called Netherworld. Come on in. This is Netherworld. The number one haunted house in America! Into a world of creatures too frightening to contain anywhere else. Netherworld is open tonight! And uh, it's been running for a long time. Uh, there was a while for which prior to some of the other haunted events becoming insanely popular and featuring some of the biggest IPs in the world, uh, there was a time at which when you went to YouTube, and I did in the early 2000s, um, and you typed in haunted house, that the first result would be Netherworld, like a a news report about Netherworld and the amount of money and detail and time that went into this haunted house. So um, in Atlanta, we went. Zach and I went together. And we waited in line for a while, and then right when we were about to get up, Zach turned to me, and he said, I have to pee so bad. I gotta go
1: to the bathroom so bad, because <laughs> I, I, said, didn't, I didn't learn.
0: And I said, we have waited in line for an hour. We're, you're going in. And, and then and
1: then I did. Um And then I peed a so, little.
0: So, um... The interesting thing about Netherworld, so it's not a haunted park. Don't get us wrong. It's not a place that has six to ten haunted houses. It's just a big, single, standalone event um, that has two haunts. Um, and so from what we could tell, there was like a main attraction and a side attraction in terms of the haunted houses. Um, one of them was a 3d. And so we were to make the assumption, okay, the 3d house has got to be the side gig, the side piece, you know, that's the one you don't tell your lady about. So we went through it and, uh, and it was, it was good, you know, honestly, I mean, it kind of fell off the wagon a little bit in terms of its theming. It started off being like.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold what on. Jerk, you, were, you were doing a terrible job of selling this. Wow. There are two haunts in this thing. And you go, that's not worth my money. It absolutely is. Because it's two haunts, each of them lasting, oh, I don't know, half an hour maybe, <laughs> maybe longer. <laughs> you go forever. I
0: was burying the lead. All right, fine, fine. I was burying the lead. But my point is, holy shit. But also,
1: the reason why the theming falls off, and we have discussed this in great detail, is because Netherworld has been around since the dawn of time. And they make a lot of money. And they invest that money in incredible set pieces and incredible animatronics and incredible effects. Which means, the monkey's paw of the situation here is, now that you've invested in this, you don't have the option to not use it. So, the the 3D house was themed aliens, I think? Right? No, Correct? well, you forget.
0: Uh, see, that's the problem, is that it? it, it was actually carnival themed it yes. was clown themed yes but the problem was why Zach thought it was aliens or or why anyone could think it was any number of themes is that the alien animatronics, Which is a bunch of tentacles, like, and it looks amazing trying to get out of a container. go. Um, They probably bought that for an alien-themed house they did years ago. And they're like, well, what are we going to do with this $5,000 alien tentacle hentai animatronic that we bought years ago?
1: And the other executive said, it's not going to sit in a warehouse. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) So find a place for it on the Midway. So that's why the, the carnival suddenly
0: becomes Area 51 at one point. Right. Um, but then there's like alien seamless clown transition. Monsters. It's like yes. it,
1: they It's not just like, and scene, and now here's another thing. It's like they try to tie it in, but the haunt kind of feels like an eight-year-old trying to tell you a scary story. In terms of like, it starts off like, we went to this carnival and there were clowns there oh that sounds pretty scary and the clowns had chainsaws and they were evil oh and then and then an alien came down what and the alien came down and he made the clowns into alien clowns uh, okay that's pretty scary okay okay it's good imagination and then the alien clowns they were attacking the people uh-huh and then they came and then they fell Okay. And then there was a dark room and there was steam. Uh, where did the steam come from? It was a steampunk thing. Oh! <laughs> and then they jump out and then they scare you yeah, Okay. And they are bright colors and it's 3D. What? Okay, that's fine, I guess. And then there were big bugs. Why were there big bugs? Because we already paid for big bugs, so the big <laughs> bugs were there. Okay. And then when you is
0: is an eight year old the executive?
1: Yes, in this in this role play. And then and then when you get out, there's bubbles. Oh, great! The bubbles were the scariest
0: part of this haunted house because after uh, legitimately fifteen to twenty minutes of just nonstop haunted house, then you get out and you get your socks wet. So <laughs> and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> great. I thought they couldn't touch you. This is the worst.
1: Um, so the,
0: the, the main attraction there, I, I think purposely had a little more uh, obscure of a theme. I think yeah. on the website, it's saying like something evil has been uncovered. And the reason for that is that Zach does not exaggerate. It is a haunted house that is so long that you almost forget you're in a haunted house.
1: You, you do go through, like, the five stages of grief. That's how long it is. It's like your you're, you're, uh, adrenaline's going, you're terrified, but it's so long that you eventually just kind of get numb. And then you stop being scared and then you get scared all over again. Like some, you'll go into a room and something gets you and you're like, ah, and then you're like, oh, here we go again. And then you're hyper aware all over again.
0: Yeah. You walk in and there's like an enormous, legitimately probably 15 to 20 foot tall tree monster animatronic and a big Bioshock looking thing. And you're like, whoa. And so you're going through big castle. Holy moly. This is insane. And then it, you, yeah, you start to think, Alright, well, this has got to end soon, and you're expecting every corner you turn, like, I'm going to see the exit... And then you you, st- you start to just, like, is this my life now? Is this <laughs> Am I just, I live? Is Am this, I never getting home?
1: Is my mail going to be forwarded here? Because I don't think <laughs> I'm leaving.
0: Um, uh, there, there's a point at which you really think, like, it's got to be. Like, I, I'm turning around looking at you. I'm like, Zach, it's got to be over soon. There's, there's no way there's any room left in this building to fit any more haunted house in. It's got to be over.
1: And then you turn and there's a mermaid room. And you're like,
0: yeah. this is just getting started. So- we're gonna be here forever
1: i feel like they should have been handing out like cups of water halfway through they should have just been like you're you're about halfway through no you're not okay um so let me ask you this Uh, do you recall any specific scares anything that scared the hell out of you because i do i actually remember the one time it's seared into my brain hit
0: hit me with the one you remember because i think i know which ones you're talking about and so i'll give the other one based on what you remember
1: so there's two of them but the one that and again, was more cerebral than anything. So Tien pointed out at the start of the show that, like, A, it's pretty weak if you just have, like, garbage bags on the walls of your haunt. That's very cheap and tacky. Um, there was a hallway uh, at the midway point of this. Which, by the way, the side note was the theme of the second house was kind of Lovecraft. That was kind of right what they went with, but it wasn't super clear. But nevertheless... So there's a part in the house you're going and there's a hallway and it's a long hallway. And there's a booger booger at the front and they kind of like slow people down. Like you can't be up each other's ass in like a conga line. They kind of give you a little space, which is never a good sign in a haunt. Like if you want, if you want my butthole to get real tight, halfway through a haunted attraction, have a bouncer come out and go, no, 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 no. You got to give him a second. You got to give them a little space. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I would like to leave now, please. Because it's not like there's going to be a water slide in the next room. It's not like there's like, oh, but there's a fiesta waiting for you in there. We want to make sure it's reset in time. No, it's only (laughs) bad news. So they let you through. And it's this long, dark hallway. And there's something on the walls. It's not garbage bags. It's almost like like a tent material. It's thick and there's air pressure on the other side of it. So it's almost like, it's like you're in, in, it's like you're tiny and you're in between the crevice of like a bounce house, like that kind of feeling. And there's like a pressure on each side of you as the hallway is getting smaller and more cramped until it's like, you can feel the walls on your shoulders as you're trying to make it through. and and you see at the long end of this hallway, you see the doorway which is lit to whatever the next slice of hell is. And you can see the outline. You see the silhouette of the head of the person in front of you. And as you're walking through and the pressure is pushing against you as you're making your way through and you're, and you're walking and you're walking and you're seeing that silhouette get smaller and you're seeing the the walls close in more and more and more. And you see that light at the end of the hallway just gets snuffed out. And there's a moment where you're just in this darkness and you're alone and there's no sound. There's no like, Ooh, there's not the fucking animatronic. "Ah!" Ghost. There's none of that. (laughs) You're just in this long, unending darkness and it's pushing against you at all sides. And you're, barely able to walk you know you're getting one foot in front of the other but there is this moment this horrible chilling moment when that darkness finally extinguishes the light of that doorway and you can't see that silhouette anymore and there's a moment where you're like and and this is where i die this is it there's just nothing left it's never have i had such a mind fuck in a haunted attraction to just be in a moment where it's like okay I know I'm in Atlanta I know I'm in a theme park kind of spooky thing I know that my co-host is in here somewhere but in that moment it's not claustrophobia it's just this abyss that you just look into for a moment and it was horrifying it really was as soon as I got out of there I was like fuck that there was in that briefest of moments you just go and now I die and that's <laughs> That's, that's it. <laughs> yes, and a, I'll die. And a, yeah, and a haunted attraction has never made me think that before. It's always like, oh he, oh, he really scared me. Oh, he jumped out. He spooked me real bad. Not, and now, and I guess I'm dead now. This is what hell is.
0: Yeah, what Zach's describing, I'm sure some of you may be familiar with, that some haunted houses have, have done this before, where they create like this claustrophobic sensation with two big uh, air-blown pieces of material that are sort of making you force your way through them. But the difference here, as he's describing, is that usually they'll only do that for like a couple feet. Right. You know, you're, you're you're pushing through a little bit. And Netherworld said, what if we did that for like several meters? Right. Like, uh, what like if we made it like this concerning. is the Green Mile, you know, yeah. like you're, you're walking to your death. Um. Like, what if we made them think like, did they make a mistake here? Did they build this too long? Is something malfunctioning? That's right. what we want people to think. Um, or in my case,
1: I... make you think, I guess I'm dead now. I guess I die.
0: I guess I die. Um, one of the scares I really liked, and they did this a couple times, is uh, they'll have an actor up above you um, and they'll have them sort of strapped in almost to like a, a pedestal or like a gravestone or something, something flat. And then they'll just start to fall towards you. Their arms are at their sides, they're just falling towards you. And it is such a guttural reaction. Your hands are up. You're like, I'm about to get impacted. And there's some sort of mechanism that just stops them from going all the way. And so they stop a, a couple feet away from you. But it's really, really effective and uh, a, a great scare, honestly.
1: The only the other one I remember was uh, there was like a, as Tien mentioned, there was like a mermaid room. So they did like kind of an aquatic Lovecraftian segment. And uh, there was a room. Uh, that we went in very foggy and they cleverly had, they had like a green laser that just sort of did like a straight line and it was like shot right about chest height. So it didn't blind you when you walked in, but between the fog and the laser, it was basically just, it cut the room in half and you couldn't really see below you. Like you couldn't see your hands if they were at your sides. Like you, you, it was just sort of, you know, it just cut the room in half, which I was like, that's neat. And so I'm walking through and it's this big straight line. I get about halfway through and this like creature from the black lagoon just steps, just stands up, just nap time was over. He just stood up, Uh, but how close he was in proximity to me and the fact that I did not see him at all because of the laser and the fog to have him just go right within arm's reach of you pants shitting so just so startling just to be like okay this is pretty neat and then oh the danger is so close and not realizing how close the danger is it's like it's like uh, a scare and then shame that like you would think <laughs> that the evolutionary traits would have i would have my wits about me that i would know the danger is present somehow magically and the fact that i didn't and he could have just fish fucked me right there in the middle of it and i didn't know terrifying
0: the other thing about that aquatic room, too, is that uh, it, it tricks you into stopping and staring at the mermaid. You know, every guy that came in was like, whoa, hey, a little, little respite from the horror here. How are right. you doing? How do them fish parts work? Um, and then there's an animatronic shark that comes out at dick level and just pops you right in the crotch. Yeah. Um, and I I was got. I I, I got gotten by that. Mm. So. Uh, uh, so that's Netherworld. Um there's a very similar haunt that was in Central Florida for a while called uh, Shallow Grave. Uh similar in the sense that it's a giant elaborate very expensive haunt with a lot of big animatronics and set pieces and props. Um and unfortunately we haven't seen it in a couple of years. I'm really really hoping although the pandemic certainly hasn't helped yeah, um no kidding. that we would that we would see it again this year or or again soon because Tien, I was... um,
1: I can't help but notice that you you o- omitted a certain part of uh, of our netherworld trip. Oh,
0: well. I mean, it's a little embarrassing, guys, and I, and I hope that no one out there judges me or judges my co-hosts. But
1: we got fucked by Bigfoot. Well, that. But also, we were shamed at Netherworld. <laughs> <laughs> What were we even asked? I don't even remember the setup, but we came out of something and we saw the creepy horror host, the, the, the icon, the guy
0: who's on all the t-shirts right. and like the billboard. Yeah. And we saw him walking around and so
1: maybe we wanted a picture or something. I don't remember. We wanted a
0: picture. Yeah.
1: But we both yelled out, Mr. Netherworld, please, sir. Mr. Netherworld. And he turned around, and in such, like, I'm surprised he didn't make a jerk-off hand motion. What did he say to us? He's like,
0: the name's The Keeper. (laughs) And we were like, oh, a thousand apologies, sir. (laughs) He was so, it was like, he probably, that actor probably worked his way up. He's like, he's got a picture of Mr. Netherworld above his bed and he's right. like, I'll be you one day. Yeah, he started um, as, so he, had to...
1: he started as Alien Clown 4 and worked <laughs> his way up. He, he he was a mermaid for a couple years. That was uncomfortable. Uh, To be
0: approached by two Floridian assholes and and to be be accused of being Mr. Netherworld. Which,
1: to put it in context, that would be like if you were at a certain (laughs) kingdom-themed theme park and you got off uh, It's a Small World and you saw Mickey Mouse and you went, Mr. Disney! Mr. Disney, please can I get a picture? Everyone would go, what in the hell is going on? Does he have a handler? What's going on here?
0: Who are these people? Where are they from? Yes. Mr. Um, Disney.
1: Mr. Disney. Uh, So the year after uh, uh, Netherworld in 2018, I actually went to another independent large haunt in uh, Dade City, which is fucking nowhere. (laughs) Apologies to any of our listeners in Dade City. You live fucking nowhere. Um
0: Yeah, the the trip out there is the scariest part.
1: Who is it? Is it really? Because you're driving (laughs) just far enough to go, I have to be going the wrong way. There's No, this is bad. This is all bad. But it's called Screamageddon. This cannot be real. Six terrifyingly authentic haunts, unlike anything you've ever experienced. Grab him. This can't be real. Screamageddon. Fear to the extreme. It's very similar to my origin back at the uh, Largo Haunted Woods back in uh, 99. It's a big empty field and they build these um, haunted attractions out there, these little haunted houses. I went there with my younger sister. That was the first haunted attraction she had gone to. And um, yeah, we got the shit scared out of us. Um, I will say it was my first remembered haunted hayride. Boy, real—the scariest thing is how lame it is. Is really the <laughs> the scariest thing is I emptied my wallet for this. Um, because you're basically again. <laughs> well, you're, yeah. for, for the haunted hayride, you're just sitting on the back of a thing with that's on a like connected to a tractor, and they're just like pap, 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 just driving you through the woods. And then there will be like, we'll park and then Bwah! something scary. But it's like you and, I don't know, 12 people just kind of sitting uncomfortably in the back of this thing. Just like, huh?
0: Getting needles up your ass. Right.
1: And and because it's the woods, it's not like it's super well lit because that wouldn't work. So then it's like, you're just sort of sitting out there like, when does the fun start? I'm... <laughs> the scariest thing about the Haunted Hayride was we're sitting there and it's like in between scenes. We're, we're puddling along, you know, I don't know how how far to get to the next segment. And I hear something like, crunch in the woods like right next to me and i'm like oh jesus and i realized it was just a portly hispanic dad who was trying to get comfortable in the wagon with us and like he kind of like <laughs> shifted his weight and that was the biggest scare of the haunted Hay ride. i was like mm, this sucks scrape again though uh one of the things
0: that has really gotten it some notoriety because being out in the middle of nowhere though uh, it still is fairly popular a lot oh, of people absolutely. go there and, uh, and one of the reasons why is that a couple of its haunts out there uh, will allow you to be touched. Yeah, um, like inappropriately. Will, yes, you will consent at the beginning by putting a glow-in-the-dark necklace around your neck, and then they will just grab you. Uh, they will pull you into, like, a secret room, and they'll make you very uncomfortable, or they'll just kind of touch you throughout the the house just like grab you by the shoulders or you know push you up against the wall or whatever a little more forceful like i'm like a you know i'm a bigger guy i guess and 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 they'll just i would have encounters where they would just like two hand push me by the shoulders i'd be like wow that was just below assault i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh um. i'm calling
1: my lawyer boo um
0: um and actually uh not to get too um Spicy on this show, but there was an issue last year with Screamageddon where um, they, one of the actors, like very inappropriately touched uh, one of the female patrons who had consented, quote unquote, with the lantern and she's like i did not consent to this what you're doing right now and scream again offered her like a free beer as like an i'm there sorry you know, that seems fair. um so so that was uh yeah uh, and yet it all that all kind of got swept under the rug and i'm sure it'll open as usual this year but uh, well i was just gonna
1: say uh, my one story about uh scream again other than portly hispanic man scare the shit out of me is uh, my my sister and I, we go into uh, one of the haunted attractions. It was like a prison-themed one, which I think is one of the ones that you can consent. Completely missed the memo yeah. on that. Didn't know mm-hmm. that was a thing, but we we're like, all right, whatever, we're going. And this poor girl, she's terrified. She's probably like, I don't know, 15, 16, but like, is petite and tiny and terrified and is basically just like living in my shirt pocket. And so we're going through the prison and booga booga, and scared and we end up getting turned around at one point we definitely got lost so there's nothing quite like uh turning down a hallway like oh zoink scoop this is real scary and having like a person half dressed like come around the corner and be like you're going the wrong way like oh! oh okay sorry um but anyway so we're going through like a kitchen area and it's real cramped and we're trying to get through like oh. and um I hear my sister and she's like, Zach, Zach, they got me. And I'm like, Oh Jesus, she's having a meltdown. And I turn and look and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And so like I grab her hand and we go to walk and I hear this horrifying screeching sound. Like I grab her hand. I'm like, come on. And I pull and I hear like, and we're like, Oh my God. Um, she had somehow gotten her like belt loop hooked onto the sink. And so was just dragging the sink of the kitchen, just through the haunted, like it was a little sidekick for her, just dragging the sink. And it actually reminds me of another story where my dad got caught, and it's nothing more shameful than when the Skerritt directors have to stop going, booga booga, to go, oh, sweet Christ, and they have to come over and unhook you from something. A lot of shame. A lot of shame to the family name uh, when that happens. And now, and... Yeah. Uh, so my my poor little sister was was hung up by the sink. The scariest creature in the haunted prison.
0: My big 2018 uh, haunted expedition was actually out in LA. Oh um, wow, two... he's very
1: he's very me, folks.
0: There were two big uh, haunted attractions that I needed to go to out there: uh, Knott's Berry Farm, which many of you may know is perhaps the oldest haunted attraction, Haunted Park. In the United States, I mean, they've been running since the 70s, so they were one of the first, for certain. And then Horror Made Here, which was a, I guess, now defunct, they didn't do it last year, um, haunted park that was set up on the Warner Brothers studio lot. So it was set up on their back lot, where they legitimately film. It's a fully operational studio, does tours, um, but they had set up haunted houses and the whole reason I had to go out there is that they had decided that they were going to do a Batman Arkham Asylum, the video game, Haunted House. And I said, well, I got to see this shit. group of citizens! You make me sick, man. Now, why have I gathered you all here? Because
1: you're far too safe! Yes, and we're going to fix that!
0: And so we flew out there. Um, It was fascinating. Horror Made Here had some of the most unique haunted experiences that I'll possibly ever experience in my life. uh, Mostly because it was still small. I mean, despite being in Southern California, it was in their studios in Burbank, I believe. um, It still felt intimate. Um, we would do these little pulsed haunted experiences where they're like, welcome to The Conjuring. But it's, you know, like Zach said, it's not like Hallowscream where are like, this is the pretend Conjuring. They're like, no, no, we're Warner Brothers. We own it. This is The Conjuring. Meet Annabelle. Hello. Here's the nun. Um, and it was such a interesting experience that just, like it defied the conga lines as they call them, uh, of going through, a uh, larger parks, haunted houses. Um, and it was truly unique. What, what, what am, what am I Absolute favorite moments of the entire event is that they did something called Exorcist Forbidden Screening, where they brought you into their actual church set that they use when it's a small town church and they need to film the protagonist going in and stopping the ceremony or whatever. Um, and you sat in pews and you watched a 10-minute selection of some of the scary scenes from The Exorcist. But it was led by these actors dressed as priests and nuns in the church that are, you know. Very grim and morose and saying, like, "Uh, listen, I told them not to do this, but you're here, so okay. And so then during the forbidden screening, during these scenes from The Exorcist... There are wooden crosses turning upside down, falling off of the walls with big wooden clunk on the floor, scaring the absolute shit out of everybody in the whole theater. <laughs> and then finally, they get to the very end of the, the scene and, and and Reagan is about to, you know, like kind of fully make her transformation as the demon Pazuzu and, and, and pop up. And as they do that, All the lights go off in the theater, and the lights come on, and there's a real Reagan right at the front that pops up and is like just tonguing everything. I swear, I saw her leap on top of a guest in the front pew. I would no one would ever believe me, but I promise you that is what I saw. It was one of the most unique experiences I've ever had in a horror park because I've never been able to sit in a room with 15 other people at some of these giant events like Hallow Scream and have that sort of mutual experience with them. Even horror movies, I mean, you're you're, you're not really getting that experience anymore. So, truly remarkable, Not Scary Farm, also a really, really awesome event.
1: Most of the year, we're working hard to make sure it's easy for you to have fun at Knott's Berry Farm. But every fall for over 40 years, our focus shifts a little to
0: scaring the heck out of you. That's why we take great pride in our grade A organic fed zombies. So the scares you get at the park are 100% pure, pure evil. Awesome to see. I mean, I'm sad that I I actually went the year after Elvira retired her stage yeah. show. So that was a bummer. I was actually but, watching but...
1: some, uh, some uh, information and some historical videos about Knott's Berry Farm uh, and their mm. haunts and like how it got started. And like, how did you ever hear about like how they invented... The, like, moving around character actor. I don't think so. So they had... It's kind of built like the Old West. It's sort of the setup for part of the park. Um, I guess. I haven't been there. But there's apparently an Old West setting. And um, so when they were first developing the idea of doing, like, a haunted attraction back in the 70s, they're like, oh, well, we'll do a thing where people will be, like, in a single file line. And they'll walk uh, along the front of this old western building and you'll be able to peek in the window and there'll be like a scary scene happening and it'll be like three mannequins and like there's a werewolf in there and and people go ah and then they'll close the window and they'll move on to the next scene like that was how they built this haunted thing is like oh well it's not going to you know people are buying their tickets great we're making more money um and we can set the scene and da 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 so they're doing this For the first year. And there's like four scenes in this building. It's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. The fourth scene is supposed to be like a poker game. And there's like a serial killer who jumps in and he's going to, he's going to kill somebody. And for whatever reason, they lock the window on that one. So there's like a miscommunication and they lock the window. So nobody can open the window of the fourth scene. And so the first night of it, the, the actor that's in there is like, what the hell is going on? And so, like, he he mentions it to maintenance, and maintenance is like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll unlock it for tomorrow night. Sorry about that. So the second night comes through, and they can't unlock it again. They've lost the key or whatever. So, again, he's sitting there feeling like an asshole. He's like, what the, what is going on? So he goes to, like, management there, and he's like, what the fuck? I'm putting all this makeup on. I'm doing the whole thing, and there's nothing for me to do. And they're like, all right, you know what? We can't get the goddamn window open, so you know what? Fuck it. Just at the end, just tear ass out of there. And just kind of get in people's faces. Don't touch them, because we can't legally let you touch them. But, like, just run out and scare the shit out of people. And apparently he got lost in the sauce, and he took it, like, super seriously. And so basically what would happen is you'd have scene one, scene two, scene three. You'd try to open up the window of scene four. It wouldn't open. And then this serial killer would run around the back and jump out at you. And people would shit themselves and lose their mind. And so management's sitting there watching this guy just scaring the hell out of people. And they're like, yeah, I think the scene thing is out. I think this is it. And like that kind of was the origin story of how more interactive, more in-your-face scares kind of became a thing for, for them. And I guess kind of you know, carried on down the line. But I thought that was very interesting that like, that wasn't the plan. The plan was like, no, they'll be at an arm's distance and that's, and you can, and then you can leave. And it was like, Oh, what if we just have them jump out and get in people's faces and just scar them for life? And it was like, Oh, that's way better. Let's do that. So
0: not scary farm is, is amazing in the sense that, uh, it it is a fully, it's like a six flag. It's got these giant intense roller coasters there. Um, and the haunted houses are, legit i mean most of them were absolutely the same quality as some of the other bigger horror parks in california in florida um so it was really really a fantastic experience but quite surreal to then like when you're ready to exit the park the gift shop just has live berries there that you can just buy it's like and 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 would you like a a fresh raspberry pie to go with your shit pants as you (laughs) exit the park (laughs) And you know I took him up on it Well of course
1: I just uh, just imagine like the super uh, Like over produced uh, Like commercials Where it's like you'll never be able to escape And it's like Like running like Like oh it's gonna follow you home And then like "Mm, Gammy num num's finished her rhubarb If you want some like well yeah I guess I'll take some to go I really appreciate that thank you Like (laughs)
0: And before we let go of uh, horror Maid here, uh, just to,
1: to kind of nail home yeah. like super
0: unique experience. No, I, I also you want to
1: talk about regret. I regret that I couldn't make it on that trip, and I regret right. that they kind of just were like, eh. <laughs> well, didn't... we tried it once. It was yeah. pretty cool, I guess. But uh, it's okay. <laughs>
0: it's cool once. <laughs> um, yeah, but they had a uh, they had a Freddy versus Jason uh, maze there, except it took place on their uh, campsite set their outdoor wilderness set. So they would, so the way that they would get you out there is you had the main little, uh, strip that you were on where they had like a true blood themed bar. We can drink blood bags. And they had like the exorcist forbidden screening in the church and all that. And there's a big drop tower set up in the middle, whatever. Um, but then they had a tram that would take you over to the Freddie Jason maze, which was truly just, a, a campsite. It was the wilderness. I mean, it was a true blue wilderness set. So, never before, whoever it is that has tried to make a Jason Maze before has never been able to capture the authenticity of legitimately being in a small group and walking up to a little burnt out campfire where there are camp counselors dead there and then watching Jason Voorhees emerge literally from the trees. From the forest line, he just emerges and is walking towards you. It was authentic on a level that I think uh, you know some of these bigger parks will never be able to uh, you know truly recreate. And it breaks my heart that we might never see horror made here ever again at Warner Brothers. I do want to hear um, tell,
1: walk us through um walk us through the Arkham one because that sounds really interesting, especially since we've already talked about like the gimmick of doing an asylum haunt. How right. do you do it if, if it's based on a video game? Well, um,
0: they had, uh, you know, in in normal daytime, they have a lot of Batmobiles set up. And so, indeed, they had the one from the video game set up outside of the house. Um, And, you know, they had, like, some projection effects on the outside of the asylum with, like, Riddler question marks and things like that appearing. And, you know, so we're excited. We walk in. um, And really what we had agreed upon prior to doing this haunt was, hey... This this place probably doesn't really know how to build a haunted house, so at the least if they do if they get good costumes so that all the rogues look good, then I'll be happy. And yeah, that's that pretty victory. much And that's pretty much precisely what we got. You walk in and they had built like the premise of it was that Joker's taken over the asylum, because of course, um, and he's dubbed himself Judge Joker, and so he's wearing like an old timey powdered wig and he's on top of this big collection of like desks and you know uh, asylum hardware and things like that this impromptu judges stand and he's up there on a microphone and their jokers looked incredible it was like a two hour prosthetic process these guys had to go through to get into their full joker they looked amazing and they were all really great. They had great Mark Hamill impressions. And they would just do a big interaction with you. He's on microphone saying, I'm sentencing you. You're you're all far too insane. Just like the Batman, we're throwing you in Arkham. And then from there, it's just a meet the rogues gallery. You walk in and there's a big plant and poison ivy comes out of it. Oh, I've got a boner, but I'm scared. Um, and then you meet the penguin. That's, with a that's bunch truly of the guards. scariest fright of all is, oh,
1: no, I'm frightened at how painfully erect I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, uh, Two Face. What breaks my heart is that we, uh, of all the rogues, you meet everybody Harley Quinn, Calendar uh, Riddler, Two Face, yeah, Calendar Man, uh, uh Condiment Man, um, <laughs> <laughs> Rat
1: King, uh, Rat Clock King, King.
0: <laughs> all of them. Um, but no, the one, like, the rogue I really wanted to see because I absolutely love his design in the Arkham games so much was like on having a lunch break. And so I didn't get to see Scarecrow. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, So that was a pretty big bummer. But other than that, I mean, all the costumes looked really great. It was a short and sweet experience. They bring you in, meet the rogues. And then it's like, all right, get out of here. Harley Quinn sees you out. And once again, you're like, I've got a boner. What do I do with this? Right. So.
1: it is a booner. Um, (laughs) You achieve um, a swift orgasm at the end and you go, ah, because you're a electronic <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Your ball's empty and you're like, happy Halloween. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, I made this show stupid again. Anyway, um.
0: I already say happy Halloween every time I achieve <laughs> climax, so. <laughs> it's no different than normal.
1: Well, I yell, a ghost will follow you home. Um <laughs> Does it make sense? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, so... I guess kind of rounding out the conversation to, to, kind of get to our final thoughts about haunts here. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things we didn't really get to. One thing I find really interesting. I've seen popping up more and more lately is the, the, the like religious, religious haunted houses where they completely bury the lead on everything. And they go like, there'll be a radio ad where it's like, come to the scariest event in Tampa, Florida, come on down and you'll have the absolute shit scared out of your pants. It'll leak out the pant legs. Um, And so you go and it's all like, car crashes and not like there's no like zombies or werewolves it's like realistic death and that it ends with like jesus is up there on the cross and no way don't you want to be saved i swear to god i swear to god like these exist um but they they advertise themselves as like pure horror haunted houses
1: well we have to go clearly i know i know that's a given we have to do that um yeah I was gonna say, yeah. I, I mean, we've both kind of had our fair share of of spoopy of uh, experiences. Yeah, um, I mean, we we hit all the heavy hitters here. And, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did. I mean, uh, everything that I can think of, at least. Um, uh, that said, I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I there's like this, I don't know, this feeling I'm having right now, like almost like we're
1: forgetting something. Like we, I would, we, we... I would call it. Deja boo. I wish and I was that's the fucking show, folks. Dead. I wish I was dead. Um, End my clone really. existence right
0: now. Dirty clone with your deja boo. Alright. Um, but truly, I I, no, I, I there's, have this feeling, there's, an there's something missing. in my gut, yeah, there's something presence that I'm almost feeling like it's right over my shoulder, and I think. I think we've forgotten something and... Zach, do you... do you hear something?
1: Is there someone else in here? Hello?